Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Hello and welcome to the Shoot Your Thought podcast, the Friday edition, because TGIF, T-G-I-S-Y-T, thank God it's Shoot Your Thought. Am I right, Neil? And God it is. Black <laughs> Friday edition of Shoot Your it Thought is Podcast. Black Friday. Did you do any Black Friday shopping? Absolutely not. No? No. I'm not a big uh, Black Friday, go to the mall type well, I mean, of it's not really a Canadian crowds. thing, right? I, I don't know about you, but I get hyped in these malls. I will literally throw some elbows oh, if yeah, someone gets... Absolutely. Because it's a different type of people that go to malls on these discount days, like yeah. Boxing Day they're or They're the kind Black of people Friday that only go Monday. on these like discount days. Yeah, and they're not good people. No, you know, They're not. only there to Most get their the people, discounts, yeah. to find their sizes or whatever it is they're purchasing, line up beforehand for hours on end yeah. to get into Best Buy to buy a oh, yeah. four megabyte memory stick memory card <laughs> those four oh, megabyte yeah, yeah. memory sticks are really yeah, flying I mean, off what? the shelves they are no, the friday the, the... have you been to the eaton center and seen the the lineup for the apple store now now that they're only allowing like a certain amount of people because you know you you would go back past the apple store and there would be like a like hundreds of people in yeah. there right now they have a capacity so they have to bring that group of people into a line in the eaton center and takes up most of the hallway um, so I, I, I was planning on doing some Christmas shopping at the Apple store, but yeah, I don't know if I want to wait 45 minutes to get in. That's true. Well, big shout out to anyone who is working oh, in retail today. Absolutely. Um, you guys have a tough day ahead of you. So kudos to you for hey, getting through it. Be nice to your retail workers. Yeah. Don't be an asshole. Don't be that person that goes in on black Friday or black Friday weekend, whatever you want to call it. And gets mad that the lineup's taking too long or gets mad that there's no one around to to help you in the first 30 seconds like just just calm your tits okay just don't be an asshole calm down calm down if you've never worked in retail just trust me fucking sucks anyway should we get into our show neil let's get into it all right we're gonna talk uh we're gonna talk manchester united there's a bunch of stuff that we haven't talked about yet so far this season about manchester united that we need to talk about we're going to talk um, the uh, the WWE match, LeBron versus Isaiah Stewart, that happened this past week. Uh, we're going to talk the Vancouver Canucks, because we need to add a, in a little uh, comic relief yeah. in here. Um, we're going to talk uh, Leon Dreisaitl, and then we're going to talk the American Thanksgiving NFL games. Some were amazing, some were not so amazing. Snooze fests, yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll get into that. Should we start off with some Manchester United talk? Yeah, let's get into it. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I can never say his freaking name right. It's my team. Solskjaer. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Solskjaer. He played. Say that 10 times fast. Yeah, seriously. He, uh, like I watched him play in everything and I, I was contemplating getting his jersey so that I could see his name more often. Uh, but he was let go from the team uh, this past week. They After the loss to Watford, apparently that was the straw that broke the camel's back, and they let him go. So uh, now they're operating under Michael Carrick, who is the, I guess, interim general manager before the new interim manager comes the in. The interim interim. The interim interim. Um, manager. <laughs> so I don't know about you, but I have a theory about Manchester United. And that is that the acquisition of Cristiano Ronaldo 
did not make the team better. It made the team flashier. I'll give you that. They're a flashier team all around. They, they score those late goals. They score those passionate goals, but it did not make them better. Cavani was scoring those goals before, the same amount of goals. He was getting them done. But now that Ronaldo's there, you know, he commands the ball. Um, all the passes have to go to him. You know, they paid how much money for, the, for him. So the passes have to go his way or else, you know, those players will get shunned by the rest of the team and the management. And he can't always finish like he did in his, uh, in his prime. I think Cavani was fine because he wasn't commanding the ball. He was passing the ball. Ronaldo doesn't really pass the ball. He takes shots that he shouldn't. Um, and I just think all around, it was they were a better team without Ronaldo. So you're telling me the greatest of all time did not make this team better. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Do you Bruno, think it has anything to do with his commercial? Oh, you're going to go back about to the, the massage gun commercial? Do you think yes. that was a downfall of Cristiano Ronaldo and I this think, entire club? I think um, it, it it sexually confused a lot of the players on the team. And um, maybe they they were nervous playing on the pitch, playing for Manchester United. Maybe they were... They, they felt like, um, you know, he was he was beyond human, so they had to give him the ball. You know what I mean? Um, but no, I don't think Ronaldo makes this team better. I just don't. Um, and you when you lose to Watford the way you did, um, I don't know. You just... And we're all, we're all congratulating Manchester United right now because of the success they're having in the Champions League. But the group that they're in in the Champions League, they should be winning that group anyways. Villarreal, Young Boys, like this is... They should be winning that group, no problem. And we're not even winning it, no problem. We're we're winning it in the in the final stages. We're getting last minute goals scored by Ronaldo. Yeah, like I don't know. I just very uh, dramatic fashion. And Solskjaer, like I I love him to death. Like he will always be a legend. I don't know if you saw his exit interview with them, but he got emotional in it. Like he was like this was after they let him go. They gave they allowed him to like they interviewed him. He had nothing but good things to say. Um, he loves Michael Carrick, who the person who's the the coach is taking over for him. And he uh, he started crying. He started getting emotional when he talked about like how how good the team is um, in the hands of how much he trusts the team in the hands of Michael Carrick. Right. So um, he's still a legend. Do you think they're in good shape now that renowned bench boss Ragnick? Coming over from the Bundesliga, mm -hmm. do you think they're in a good position now with this interim signing of him? I think they are. I think um, they would have been um, wrongly done if they went after a big, a big name manager um, like a Zidane or, or an Ancelotti or, or or anyone that's you know yeah. a bigger name. There are heavy rumors about Zidane. I think they just need to. Take a coach that knows what they're doing, but hasn't been put under the the spotlight of you know the world stage at the capacity of a Manchester United level, of a you know a Manchester City at Chelsea. Um, you know they haven't had success in at the management level since Sir Alex Ferguson left. They just they just haven't. The closest they, I mean they won the Europa League with Mourinho, but that was that was the closest they came to it. They haven't really tasted success in the form of, you know, a Premier League championship or even Champions League championship um, since Sir Alex left. 
and everyone knew there was going to be like a, a Sir Alex hangover after we left. You know, we were going to take time to, you know, get back to that level of Sir Alex. But immediately after Sir Alex left and David Moyes took over, we became a terrible team, a terrible team. We haven't gotten back to that level since. We're we're now like uh, Manchester United is kind of like the butt end of of Premier League jokes. We started this season off even pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, then what happened? We went out and got Ronaldo. I don't know. They they United fans have been calling for this for some time to bring in someone like Rangnick. You know, someone who's respected. He's a respected project builder in the game, right? He's done so. Uh, at Lokomotiv Moscow, he's done so with you know RB Leipzig uh, with their charge to the top of the Bundesliga. He's he's well renowned. He's even inspired um, guys like Jurgen Klopp or Thomas Tuchel. You know, he's uh... he's his his coaching style is very renowned. You know the way he he goes about it, the way he demands effort from his players. Yeah, he, he's he's very much, I compare him to Claudio Ranieri uh, when he was in charge of Leicester and he brought them to the top of the glory. Premier League. He yeah. brought them to glory in, in Leicester. Unbelievable. He brought them to absolutely nothing. And now every time you talk, you know, um, Champions League qualification or Europa qualification, Leicester is part of that conversation. Mm-hmm. They came from the championship. They came from League Two. Yeah. And now they're in... Europa League and Champions League talks every single year because of Claudio Ranieri. I still think Claudio Ranieri was done so poorly. Um, they fired him the next season after he won the championship, which is just ridiculous. Um, but I, I compare him to Claudio Ranieri. He, he took a team from absolutely nothing to, to glory, to Champions League glory, to Premier League glory, to Bundesliga glory. So... Um, I, I have high hopes for this. Um, I think Manchester United is a big team, and we need someone that has success. But like I was saying before, I don't think we need someone who's who's you know already a world renowned coach. I think we need someone who's going to come in and has their own tactics, has their own strategies, and is willing to apply them to Manchester United. So, for sure. I, uh, I I'm excited to see what this team has. Oh, we're gonna see this weekend what they have. Yeah, they're facing Chelsea this weekend. It's That's gonna a big, big matchup. One. It's going to be a big one. Uh, I'm interested to see if, if Michael Carrick's going to be in charge or if they're going to have their new coach by then. Might be phased in. I think it'll still be Carrick's show. Because they won't even have time to um, to work out with this coach, to have practices with this coach at all. Yet. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, should we talk some uh, WWE slash NBA? We're going to talk about LeBron James. LeBron James has been in the news many times this week. I don't know what's up with LeBron this season. I don't know. He's been in the news. Did you see the game against the Pacers, his first game back after his one-game suspension? What happened in that game? Before we get to that, let's talk about the incident that happened. Yeah, let's talk about... You know, three games ago from the Lakers. It was on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. where the Lakers were facing off against the Detroit Pistons with Cade Cunningham and co. And there was a foul shot being taken. And, you know, Isaiah Thomas, sorry, Isaiah Stewart, Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> not the... Comes up from the ground. <laughs> yeah. Isaiah Stewart, mm-hmm. 20-year-old, might I add. 20-year-old. Isaiah oh. Stewart was lined up beside... LeBron James, mm-hmm. not in the center position that he should have been lined up, but in the power forward or forward position that normally 
smaller guys line up alongside LeBron James. Sure enough, LeBron James got tangled up with him. LeBron James had a closed fist and had a turnaround kind of MMA style it was a punch hammer to the mouth. It was a ha- it was a backwards hammer fist to the mouth. It wasn't even like he tried to and he tried to say that it was a turning motion. No, 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 no. He turned and then extended his fist. All We've just all look at his facial expression yeah. when it happened too. It was a little bit of frustration taken out by LeBron. It looked like there was malice involved. Regardless, Stewart was injured. By the play, Stewart was bleeding from what looked like the eye area. His face was covered in blood. He was bleeding from the mouth. The hammer fist from the goat himself is a hell of a hammer fist. Yeah, he's a big dude. What happened after this is what caught the news. You know, the, the hammer fist itself, whatever. Call it a flagrant two. Eject LeBron. What happened after... Is something that should never happen in a game. Isaiah Stewart, in football terms, he ran over like f- you know five to ten defenders to get to the end zone for a mm. touchdown. I've never seen a guy stampede over grown ass basketball players in security like the way I- a twenty year old Isaiah Stewart. I did. mean, Isaiah Stewart was a big dude as well. Yeah. So um, I'm not surprised that he was the Washington of them. football team could use a guy like that like isaiah stewart yeah the new york um, giants could use a guy new york giants could use a lot (laughs) new york giants could use a lot but uh yeah no i don't know what set him off uh i don't think we will ever find out what specifically set him off but something was said by either deandre jordan or lebron or westbrook um because they were all in that vicinity um but i think what set him off was a taste of his own blood I think just tasting his own blood, seeing that there was blood dripping down his face as a 20-year-old. Do you remember being 20 and getting into a fight? Uh, I do. Yeah. You see red. Unfortunately for Isaiah Thomas, Isaiah Stewart, sorry, I keep thinking it's the... Isaiah Thomas versus LeBron would be a very funny fight. (laughs) Isaiah Stewart. Yeah. 20-year-old, he didn't give a fuck at that point. Yeah. All he wanted to do was get even with... LeBron James. But he wasn't really going after LeBron, though, was he? He was. He was going after DeAndre. No, he was running after LeBron James. He ran after he got into the tunnel. LeBron had been ejected at this point. LeBron James had already taken his way into the tunnel. He ran into the tunnel thinking he was going to meet up with LeBron. After Isaiah Stewart saw that LeBron had removed himself from the court, he started running down the tunnel. That's how I knew he was going after LeBron. Yeah, fair. Fair. So what ended up happening from this game was both were assessed two technical fouls. James was assessed in flagrant foul two. Uh, both players were ejected. Ultimately, Isaiah Stewart was was suspended for two games, and LeBron won. So where do you think the two-game suspension came from? Do you think that's enough for, I, both, for both players? The way or, I, or too much at that point? So I think the two-game suspension to Isaiah Stewart came from him injuring staff members i think that's that's what came from this i think him pushing down um staff members of the detroit pistons and the uh la lakers um i think that's what warranted the suspension um causing a scene like that i think lebron probably should have gotten two games as well but the nba the thing about the nba is that they they understand how much money they would lose if they gave lebron a two-game suspension as 
you know, compared to the one game suspension. They know that people people tune in to NBA games to watch LeBron play. They know that they go to NBA games to watch LeBron play. And if they're not going to have that, they're going to suffer financially. And God forbid the NBA suffers financially. So that's the reason why I think we saw one game suspension instead of a two game suspension. Same thing would happen with, you know, Connor McDavid in the NHL. Um, Alvin Kamara, let's say, in the NFL. Like, this is all situational. Isaiah Stewart received nine stitches on his eye- eyebrow. Nine stitches. For he, an unintentional hit to the face. Quote Dwayne Casey, former Raptors coach, now coach of the Detroit Pistons. Mm-hmm. He said, Isaiah is nowhere near what you saw in that video. I think if you put nine men in that same situation, they probably would have reacted, whether it be right, wrong, or indifferent, they would have reacted in the same manner. Same Maybe manner. not as extended as Isaiah took it, which was unfortunate, but they would react similar. And I feel like that's really important. When your coach is saying, hey, this the, the nature of this individual isn't violent. Yeah, He's not a violent individual. I think, you know, the two games is just, it says, hey, there's no fucking room for that type of behavior with worldwide with fucking kids watching. And I hope they're watching us swear on this show as well with fucking Fucking kids watching (laughs) around the world, you know, and for you to act that way, you're idols to everyone watching. You know what I mean? You have to be a professional. You're paid to be a professional in this game you're paid millions of dollars to act a certain way same thing act a professional way so he hammer fisted the guy (laughs) so he (laughs) hammer fisted the guy oh man i it wasn't intentional i don't think you don't think that was intentional i don't think he meant to serious i don't think he meant to i don't think he meant to in to to hit isaiah uh stewart in the face meant to break his face open but he meant to hit him in the face i think Listen, LeBron James is one of the toughest players in the league. And he's also one of the strongest. Strongest, toughest players. He doesn't even know his own strength. Yeah. He's still dunking at 37 years old. Yeah. He put down 39 points the other night. Of course, he's going to throw down some dunks here and there. If LeBron was to punch me in the face, his fist would go through my face. Yeah. He would. Yeah. I would have a donut face. Mm -hmm. A big hole up in my face right here if he punched me in the face. Frosty the snowman type thing. Absolutely. Um, yeah, but the most interesting part of this is that they play each other again on Sunday. The LA Lakers and the Detroit Pistons. Do they? They do. This Sunday? Mm-hmm. And they both will be in. back. That's amazing. I can't. I think that they're going to, to shake it out. Like, there's. I, I think there's definitely going to be some animosity. You think so? Isaiah Stewart's coming back with this nine stitches still in his face. Mm. There's going to be some animosity. Isaiah Stewart did say that he feels remorse for the way he acted after. Um, for knocking down the staff members. Sure. Yeah, those staff members, man. <laughs> Someone needs to create, like, in the arms of an angel video for those staff members because they were just getting manhandled. Yeah, thrown down to the floor. Like they're, these these people are not athletes. They're not you know, <laughs> prepped for falling down at that level. Like they probably seriously injured themselves. <laughs> and Neil's over here laughing. Yeah, it was it's, okay. It was funny when they put. It is. I mean, it's it's not funny. I shouldn't be laughing, but no, no. it is still funny, watching someone try to hold this guy back. Even Cade Cunningham 
couldn't hold him back. Well, Cade Cunningham's kind of a players star. on the Detroit team couldn't hold him back. Yeah, you know. So the thing is, if you you I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a uh, a video of that whole incident where they put Stone Cold's music over top of it. I'll show you it later. But you know, it's basically Jim Ross saying, "I think we're about to see a fight up in here." And then, oh my God, it's Stone Cold, and he's just plowing through people, and that's what make that's what I think about when I see this. Video. You gotta send me that video. We're I gonna don't... we're gonna have to post that on our our Instagram 100%. page. I don't know why we haven't already. Hundred percent, we're going to. What what we saw in LeBron James's return on uh, when was it on Wednesday night? Mm-hmm. So we're taught he was suspended for one game. He returned on Wednesday night. We saw LeBron James. At it once again, but this time with a fan. LeBron James got them ejected. Yeah. Did you see the video of it? I haven't the seen the video. No. So LeBron James walked a referee, like held the referee's arm like this, <laughs> over to the fan, like he was a he was snitching. He was snitching hard on the fans. Of course. He walked over. He's like, these two fans need to fucking get out of here. They're fucking gone. To the fans, like to security, to the ref, to the fans. They weren't gonna. They weren't gonna continue playing. Until the fans left. Of course. Sure enough. LeBron decides when they play or when they don't. LeBron decides when the refs make calls or not. But um, LeBron decides a lot. Did we find out why specifically they were thrown out? So it's being said that, you know, due to obscene language and obscene gestures by the fans, that's why LeBron had them kicked out of the game. And what I mean by that is... These so-called courtside Karens apparently were apparently they were, you know, saying things like, LeBron, I hope you die in a car accident. LeBron, you're a fucking bitch. Like the guy kept saying, you bitch, bitch, LeBron. He kept saying bitch over and over again. And, you know, you get called bitch enough times. You're going to get kicked out of the game. Yeah, but as a professional athlete, you kind of have to brush most of that off. It's when they start saying, you know. I feel like it was it was probably a little bit more obscene than that. LeBron was probably watering it down. That's the thing. LeBron James is going from court to court. He's going from home game to home game, city to city. He is not liked in a lot of cities. Mm-hmm. He is not. You know, and he has heard his fair share of taunting or trash talk by fans over the sea over the years. And this is the first time we've seen this happen. So it 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 probably has to be something really ridiculously over the over the top past the past uh, a certain line for you to be kicked out yeah it and has what it they was. had to have gone past that line and even well. russ was over there saying yeah they need to fucking go yeah it's not the first time too lebron has made that decision um but yeah i i'm just looking forward to this game on sunday I what's think- funny about after those fans got kicked out it was a minute and 14 seconds left in overtime when they got kicked out LeBron took the ball down the court twice and hit two deep threes to win the game. Don't fuck with LeBron James. Don't poke the bear. Don't poke the bear. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, should we move on, Neil? Yes. Do you want to talk uh, the Vancouver Canucks? I don't really want to, but we need to. Let's quickly talk about the Vancouver Canucks. So the Vancouver Canucks have lost seven of their last eight games now. Um, the, it's just a tire fire over there. Um, I don't know if you saw, they asked um, JT Miller a question recently. Did you see the video? I did. Where they basically said, um, you know, what makes, what can this team improve on? And he said, I think this is a really dangerous team to play against. 
when we all buy in and then they can follow it up with do you think everyone is buying in right now and he just kind of paused and he didn't have an answer and just said i don't know obviously you're not buying into this team right now this team is terrible nobody wants to be there they have to fire everyone they have to fire jim benning to start off with they're literally chants at vancouver connects game saying fire jim benning fire jim benning so I don't know. These players obviously aren't buying in. If you have, you know, Besser, Patterson, even JT Miller on your fantasy team, Bo Horvat, you're suffering because these players are not playing well. I'm seeing these players, you know, dropped in some leagues because they're just so bad right now. This team, just... this team has fallen off a cliff. Yeah. They had the best, you know, I've talked to a lot of friends about this. They've had the best farm system over the last five years they've had the best prospects they've had the best minor league team they've had the you think guys like petterson quinn hughes quinn hughes horvat besser jt like all these players that are coming up since we last saw the sedin brothers leave this team has been rebuilding to get to this stage to now shit the bed and fall off a cliff it's traumatizing if you're a player on this team and you have no answers like JT Miller did in that press conference, yeah. I honestly, if I had to predict, um, the GM of this team needs to shake things up. It's they, they've had six wins and 14 losses. They got to, they got to make some trade, you know, whether it's a, a low level player or, you know, like a fourth liner or even trading a backup goalie like Halak. They need to do something. They got to have some fresh faces in here because this locker room is toxic right now. So you talk about how the general manager needs to shake things up. I think the president needs to shake things up by firing the general manager. The general manager is Jim Benning. Yeah. So I think, I think the players aren't buying in because the, I don't think there's an issue with Travis green. I don't, I, I actually really like Travis green. I loved him when he played for the Leafs. I loved him. I like him as a coach. Yeah. Um, I think Jim, Jim Benning needs to go. You know what's going to happen, though, is what? president and GM will fire the lower-level individual first, like the head coach, in hopes that that fixes things. And if that doesn't work, then it starts to trickle up. But when your your fans are going to games and chanting, fire Benning, fire Benning. You, you really think a GM is going to get fired before a head coach? I think so. I think both at the same time. Or maybe they just need a clean house. Yeah. You know, like the only way the Vancouver Canucks are going to make the playoffs this year is if I, they go on a ridiculous run. I don't think this. So team they're not has making the playoffs this year. Making the playoffs. They're not. This team just doesn't look good. It's not fun to watch Vancouver Canucks games. It's just not. It's just, I don't know. This team is, it, it's sad. It really is. I have a lot of friends that are Vancouver Canucks fans that live in Vancouver. Um, that are now cheering for the Seattle Kraken because they're very close to Vancouver. And uh, why not? You know, when the Mariners go over there and play the Blue Jays, you get a bunch of uh, Blue Jays fans going to games. So why not have Vancouver Canucks fans in Seattle? You know what I mean? You're gonna. My prediction is you're going to see JT Miller get traded. See, I don't think trading these players is the I answer. I think he's going to get traded, especially after that press conference. Um, was it last night or two nights ago? I think it was, or, I think it was two nights ago. Yeah, they, they they've got to they've got to make a trade. They're gonna 
have to do something. We're a quarter of the way through the season and they have six wins mm-hmm. and they're just getting steamrolled by teams right now. And it starts, it has to start somewhere. So I'm going to predict my prediction, my thought on the shoot your thought podcast yeah, here, the boxing or sorry, the uh, black Friday edition is JT Miller you getting traded. Day, you? It's a hall. It's some sort of <laughs> retail holiday today. Yeah. Um, I think um, my prediction is that Jim Benning and or Travis Green will be fired before the next time we shoot next episode. In a week. Mm-hmm. Wow. Bold. That's what I think. Um, should we move on to some happier news? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was the Vancouver Canucks. We're going to talk about another Canadian team, the Edmonton Oilers. Um, Specifically, Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah. He is doing something that we haven't seen done. Is in... it 40 points in 19 games? He has 40 points 40 in the first 19 games. In 19 games. 20 goals. And the 20 only assists. ever player to, to hit that mark at this many games was Wayne Gretzky. The only other player to do it. Um, he's having a historic season so far. I see that you wrote down on the doc here, has he surpassed McDavid as the best on the team? No, I'm going to shut that down right away. You don't think he's right now better than McDavid on I that team? I don't think he will ever be better than McDavid. I don't think anyone in the NHL right now will be better than McDavid. But what ever. is your reasoning behind it? McDavid is, is that a personal opinion. Point out any any other player in the NHL that can walk through four players on the other team and then the goalie, and then do it again a week later against a completely different team. I wrote that down there just to get this out of you. Just to get this reaction. <laughs> How can you ever say that anyone is better than Connor McDavid in the world right now? Connor McDavid is the best player. He scored some gore, some I can't even speak properly. He scored some goals that I've literally sat on my couch, watched maybe 50 times in a row, thinking, how is this humanly possible? When he score, scored that goal against, uh, I believe it was the Rangers, where he walked past four of their players, just walked past them. Like, they weren't even there. And then scored... Top shelf on the goalie. He certainly is skilled, but I, you know. Oh I will, my God. I will say. Is skilled. Is I will it say. Lightly. Leon Dreisaitl right now is playing better than Connor McDavid. No, I don't think so. For this team. I don't think so. Because you just mentioned individual play by Connor McDavid. Yeah, he went through four players to score this goal. Great. Great. Yeah. And then he scores two goals and two assists the other night. Leon Dreisaitl. Is not better than Connor McDavid. I've finished the sentence for you. Is <laughs> a great player. He is a great player on the Edmonton I will, Oilers. I will. I will give you that. If um, the MVP were to come out today, who would be the MVP? If you had to give it to a player, probably Leon Dreisaitl right now. And what does the MVP stand for? Most valuable player that plays alongside of Connor McDavid. <laughs> That's what the MVP race is. I'm just saying, you know, you have to give credit where credit's due. I'm not saying skill is better. I'm saying right now, playing the way Leon Dreisaitl is playing, who's the number one ranked player in the league right now? Leon You're in a fantasy Dreisaitl. league with me. No, who's the number one? Um, it's Leon Dreisaitl. He is on pace Followed right shortly now. shortly by Connor McDavid. He's on pace to score more than, he's on pace to score 87 goals this year. And that's through a quarter of the season. He is on pace to do 50 and 50. You know what? 50 and 50 doesn't even do dry side all justice. He's currently on pace to get number 50 in game number 48. 
You think he's going to get 50 and 50? He's on pace to do 50 and 48 games. I know he's on pace games. to do it, but when does that ever mean he's going to do it? He's going to do it. You think he's going to get 50 he's and 50? He's going to get 50 and 50. Do you want to make a bet right now that he's not going to get 50 and 50? I kind of want to make a bet right now. Just just like a $25, like, just let's, like a... Like let's a, do it. Like a water bet. All right, I'll let's shake your it. hand. I'm betting that he's not going to get 50 and 50. I'm saying he's going to get 50 and 50. All right, so that's... That would make him the third fastest... $25 I've ever made. I don't know. Third fastest what? Lemieux did it in 46. Mm-hmm. Gretzky, Gretzky did it did in 39. A, Gretzky did it three times. He did it in 39, 42, and he did 50 and 50. Yeah. You know, so I think, you know, when McGillney got... McGillney came close to, you know, there's obviously a lot of talented players that have come close, but in today's world where goals are not happening as much, yeah. as much, you know, goalies are better this year. Padding is better. The ice is a lot faster. The game is much different today than it was in the Lemieux and Gretzky days. What he's doing right now, what this legend <laughs> is doing right now is unbelievable. You know, if I mean, you can he's, make, if you can make, Connor McDavid look like the second best player on the team for certain games. Mm-hmm. If they keep Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl together, he will get fifty and fifty. You heard it here. <laughs> um, but my my question is, yeah, I'm boasting about Leon Draisaitl's performance so far through a quarter of the season. Does it even matter how these players perform? Is this team even going anywhere? Is if this are team... they a playoff team? Are they? Stanley Cup contender. If this team fixes their goaltending, then yes. I think they have the offense. They have an okay defense. Um, if well, Darnell Nurse is now out for quite a bit, so that hurts them. Um, but if they fix their goaltending situation, listen, Mike Smith, Koskinen are not it. They're just not it. That mm-hmm. tandem is just not going to do it for you. They're not going to win you a Stanley Cup. They're not going to push you far into the playoffs. So I think if they figure out their goalie situation, then yes. They just signed Koskinen to like a five-year deal, though, didn't they? A four- or five-year deal? I don't know. It's The Edmonton Oilers' Achilles heel has always been their goaltending. You know, they've had solid defense. They've had solid forwards, as we've seen. You know, guys like Nugent Hopkins, Taylor Hall. Like, they've had number one picks year after year after year after year after year. And they still cannot figure this out. And it has a lot to do with their goaltending and coaching. You know, if if you have to bring out some names that could be available, the trade deadline for goalies, there's going to be goalies available. One guy that I'm looking at right now is Tristan Jari on Pittsburgh. He's not going to be available. He's going to be available. When you is know, he there's be available? a potential fire sale that will happen in Pittsburgh if they continue losing games. You think they're going to blow it up and start a rebuild? I think they in have the to. In the middle of a season? You know, the Canucks and the, the Penguins are two teams that I think that are going to blow it up this season. I don't think they will. I don't think. As long as you have Crosby, you don't blow up a team. Tristan Tristan Jari is playing out of his mind right now. He is. He is standing on his head for this team um, and making save after save. And He'd look them... great in Edmonton. He would. Yeah. He would also look great on Team Canada. Just saying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this I, I think this team does make the playoffs. I think um, them and that team from Toronto make the playoffs. Um, whether they go far is going to come down to if they can figure out their goalie situation, like we said. 
So we'll All see. right. Well, we'll see what the uh, Oilers do here. Should we move on to a uh, little bit of football talk? Absolutely. Some American Thanksgiving Day games that happened yesterday. Um, the first one, um, nobody kind of really paid attention to. That was the, you know, when your family is arriving, you know, you can have that on in the background with the volume at zero. 12.30 p.m. start times. You're yeah, you can, you can. Not really paying attention to that game because they are trash. Get more drunk teams. than usual, yeah. you know. As the game's going on. Hey, Matt Nagy lives to see another day coaching the Chicago Bears. Did you see that um, would-be tackle on uh, David Montgomery where they yeah. they, he, they grabbed the back of his shirt? And the back of his shirt stretched out three yards and he kept running? Yeah. That was ridiculous. That, that I did memes, see the I saw the memes. The meme that. is going to yeah. live on. That meme is going to live on forever. Yeah, because there's so much that you can put. It was like that. Matt Nagy hanging on to his job, hanging on to his job. the Detroit Lions head coaching position, and yeah. like, oh yeah, it was perfect. The Detroit Lions are now oh nine and one. Is it now? Yeah. Jeez. Infamous tie. This season has just proved that Jared Goff is a bad quarterback. And Matt Stafford was a much better quarterback than people. Well, so the Lions could have won that game the, last it, night. The Lions could have the won. Lions a lot were of games. were lining real hard. Yeah. The Lions called two timeouts back to back, which immediately resulted in a five yard penalty, which gave better field position to the Chicago Bears to achieve a first down, to get in field goal range, to win the game. Mm-hmm. The Lions be lining. Do you remember the uh, the clip we we played early on in uh, the shoot your thought season when we uh, it was Dan Campbell talking about how they're going to bite the team's kneecaps? Yeah, I have seen zero kneecaps bitten by this team as this as this season has gone on. I'm still just as confused as I was that day hearing that. You know, I... <laughs> Why but... is anyone biting kneecaps? Why does that have to happen? Has he been just you know ingesting shrooms this entire year? I think so. Is he seeing things that we're not seeing? Either that or he has one of those, you know, those the sniffing sticks where he just sniffs it. And he's just like, all right, boys, let's bite some kneecaps. Oh, the smelly salt. The smelly salt. Smelling salt, yeah. Um, I don't know what it is, but he has been um, he's been getting emotional in post-game interviews because he, I don't know, this is his first, first year as a head coach of the Detroit Lions, and he's just, it's not looking good for him. But anyone coming into this Detroit Lions team and trying, attempting to coach it is going to have a tough time. They're going to go winless. You think so? I think so. I think, you know, with, with what we saw yesterday, the Bills looked good. The Bills should have won that game handedly without, you know, any running game from the Saints. We don't need to talk about that too much, but the Bills looked like the Bills. Dallas just looked like a lot of confusion around that team. You know, they came back to tie it up only to lose in overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, they have that explosive offense. Especially with Tony Pollard, like with his, uh, what was it, 101-yard punt return for a touchdown. Um, they have that explosive offense, um, but they're just, their defense, their offensive line just cannot figure it out. Um, and that's exactly what kind of game we saw. It was uh, an explosive offense game. Yeah, it was an exciting they're, game. They're missing their top two wideouts in yep. C.D. Lamb and... Mari Cooper. Mari Cooper. Mari Cooper is not vaccinated, so he might miss another week. Mm-hmm. CD Lamb should be back next week once he clears concussion protocol. He almost played in this game, but he didn't get cleared in time. He was questionable, like right up until the start. We thought he was going to get cleared because he was practicing all week, right. but 
we'll be back next week. So, you know, I'm not, are you worried about this Dallas team? Do you still think they're a top five contender to win the Super Bowl this year? No, I don't think they're a top five contender. I think they're going to make the playoffs regardless because of the division they're in. Yeah. Um, I don't think um, they're going to go far in the playoffs. I think they're going to have more explosive games like this and even going into um, not the wild card games, but past the wild card games, they're going to have like, those explosive games where you know they get into a shootout match with whoever they're up against. Yeah. Um, but then they're going to they're going to lose the game like they did last night. I feel with this loss, you know, I've always had throughout the season, I've had them in my top five with the way their defense has looked, shown flashes with the way their offense is stacked from, you know, every position. They've always been a top five contender to win the Super Bowl in my eyes this year. This loss drops them out of that. You yeah. Know, I still I mean, feel like- the Buccaneers, the Arizona Cardinals, the Green Bay Packers, Tampa Bay, I already said the Bucks, the Rams. The Rams. That's four. And then I have the Ravens in there as and the well. The Giants, too. The Giants are <laughs> probably going to get the number one pick this year. No, it's going to the, the Lions. It's going to the Lions. Yeah. Um, should we move on to some F Pow, Neil? Let's talk some fantasy pickups of the week. Sound drop. <laughs> now, we're not going to include any players that have already played this week. In the late oh, edition of Shoot Your Thought. Okay, fair enough, because we can't really we can't really do that. No, we can't pick them up and start them this week because be those cheating. games have already happened. So that would be cheating. Some fantasy player pickups of the week that you can plug into your lineup this Sunday and Monday. Mm-hmm. You want to take us away, Josh? Yeah, I can start for sure. Um, this is going to pain me. This is literally going to cause me pain, cause me physical and emotional pain. Go out and get... Kenny Galladay. Go out and get him. Kenny G? Kenny G. Go out and get the sax man himself. I want to hear this. Kadarius Tony is out for the game. Sterling Shepard is out for the game. Kenny Galladay will be... Kevin Kenny Galladay and Evan Ingram. Obviously, you're going to see some Saquon Barkley targets. But Kenny Galladay is going to have to be the player they signed this this offseason he has to be that player because they don't have their other options they've got some other injuries as well their offensive they just got andrew thomas back um their first round pick from two years ago who is part of the offensive line and so i go pick him up if, if you're in dire need of a flex option um he's he's going up against philly it's going to be a, a divisional matchup so you're going to see um tempers flare you're going to see uh fast paced offenses on both sides i think it's he only had two targets last week which is just laughable um but those targets were swallowed up by Kadarius tony and Kadarius tony is not playing this week so go out and get kenny galladay kenny g back in the fold oh uh, that's i'm gonna as soon as that game starts, I'm going to be like, why did I make it my fantasy pick of the week? Why did I do that to myself? It's going to be fantastic. My uh, pickup of the week is Nick Westbrook-Ikeen. News came out this afternoon that the last man standing in the Tennessee offense, the nine and, or what are they, eight and three Tennessee Titans, first place Tennessee Titans, yeah. have no options left. No one is left. Derrick Henry injured. Julio Jones injured. A.J. Brown injured. 
Nick Westbrook-Akeen is the last man standing in that offense in a game that they're probably going to have to throw a lot against the New England Patriots. New England is known to shut down number one options number on teams. One options, yep. I don't give a fuck because they have no idea who the number one option is going to be on this team of no options. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to be able to shut down Westbrook-Akeen. I think he'll get two touchdowns in this game. Go out and get him. That's a good call. Uh-huh. Um my second pickup of the week um, is... He's for, only owned in 6% of leagues, so he's definitely available. Well, yeah, because it's hard to search up his name so nobody can find him. True. Um, Logan Thomas is my second pickup of the week. He has not played for quite a while. He's design, designated to come back from the injured reserve. Um, when he is fully healthy, he's a arguably a top five tight end in the league when he's fully healthy. Um, Ricky Seals Jones, who is the backup tight end for Washington has, you know, kind of been had his ups and downs. They're playing against Seattle this week. Logan Thomas is practicing in full. He should be back. Um, again, yeah, they're playing against Seattle, which is uh, mediocre defense. So I think you can pick up Logan Thomas and plug him into your lineup. If you're in need of a tight end because tight ends, well, good tight ends are few and far between. So if you're in need of a tight end, I think Logan Thomas is a safe option this week. I like it. Lastly, I'm going to go with Zach Wilson of the New York Jets. Oh. <laughs> Are you serious? Dead serious here. Oh I feel God. Zach Wilson is... How many quarterbacks are they going to use this year? Since he's been out, this team has won games. They have won with backup quarterbacks like Joe Flacco and Mike White. The Mike White era. Zach Wilson is coming into a team that has developed, you know, Michael Carter is way better now. He's seasoned. He's a top running back in this league now. I wouldn't go that far. He is receiving presence on this team. He's doing well for a rookie. He's doing well. Okay. You have the emergence of their wideout more. You have stellar play. By the defense. I feel like this is the opportunity that we've been looking for. For, you know, like a rookie who was drafted in the top three yeah. breakout. And toward, he's had his chance to, you know, learn from his mistakes at the beginning of the year. I think we're going to see better play from Zach Wilson coming out here. If he's available and you're only, again, like I'm only recommending this in Superflex <laughs> leagues or in, you know, in two QB leagues. Please do not make him your only starter if you're yeah. in a one QB league. Go on and get him, Zach Wilson. He deserves to be on your team. The thing is, Zach Wilson has like a decent receiving core too. Yeah, I think he's going to turn so, it around. I don't know. We both. This has been a very, um, very hesitant f bow for us. I I said fucking Kenny Galladay, and, and I said, said Zach, Zach Wilson. Wilson. Oh boy! Uh, well, don't listen. Don't listen to us anymore. <laughs> you know, we we have no idea who we're talking. Who about. knows? If we're gonna make the playoffs in our leagues. Yeah. we'll see about that. Yeah, the the sirens are outside, coming to pick us up, put us on a fucking psych board. Uh, that is our show. Thank you so much for listening uh, for, to this Friday, to this Black Friday edition of Shoot Your Thought. My yeah. name is Josh. Have a good week, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. 